Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. So I'm on the phone with James today, and I mentioned that we started an episode about a month ago, and we never got to finish. So this is our part two of the episode that we started that I'll finally get to upload. So James, if you want to introduce yourself, say hi. <laughs> Hi, um, I'm James. I'm uh, currently a sophomore studying computer science at Sacred Heart University, and I'm uh, really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting <laughs> me onto the show. I know. I'm so excited that we finally got to do this. Um, okay, so we started off by talking about, um, in that first episode, um, about how to apologize and how to own mistakes. So... I always have looked at you as somebody who can do that so well and have really respected you because of that. So what is your advice for people who maybe have a difficulty kind of dealing with that awkwardness of having to own up to your mistakes and apologizing? But also, if you want to talk about the positive things that can can come out of it, because I know when you think about it, it can be something scary. But how do you go about it so well, I guess? Um, the positives that come along with it are pretty much like infinite. Um, I guess it really kind of comes down to like disassociating your yourself from like I guess your your values at the time in a way. So it's like a lot of uh, a lot of like problems and like I guess like taboo topics, you know, like religion, politics, and all all that mm-hmm. stuff kind of stem from people associating their their ego alongside with um their beliefs and uh i think it's kind of important to understand that you know we're we're always growing we're always changing you're gonna look at yourself 10 years down the line you're gonna Mm -hmm. be like wow i'm a completely different person now so it's it's definitely important to be able to understand that we're inevitably going to do certain things wrong and certain things right and no one's gonna do something no one's gonna do every single thing right um I, you can kind of see it with like certain people who just don't know how to like own or reflect upon their mistakes that they become like very very stubborn mm-hmm. it's one thing to be stubborn with like certain i guess like certain values but most mo- most values you kind of need to understand that you only believe in them based off of your experiences prior to them. So if you're kind of able to understand that your, um, your values are, you know, able to change like along with yourself, you're kind of able to reflect and grow. And then apologizing kind of becomes something like, you know, you gotta do it. Maybe it sucks in the moment, but you're able to kind of understand that you have a lot to learn and a lot to gain in the way from apologizing and reflecting. Mm -hmm. So you talk a lot about reflecting and growing. And I know um, something that I like to think about with that is how just like everything in your life, it's a steady incline. You know, you're not going to become like very good quickly um, at one thing, whether it's apologizing. I know you like to use the example of fitness and how, you know, life is just a process of learning and falling and kind of like if you want to picture it, um, like a staircase that you slowly are like going up in an incline. Um, so I guess ha- what are ways that you have seen yourself grow and how have you kind of gotten to that point where you're just like continually growing over time? 
I guess I've kind of become less cynical. Um, I guess <laughs> college, uh, college has really exposed me to like a variety of uh, beliefs and viewpoints that I wouldn't have otherwise really, really considered. Um, you know, it's like you ask the question, does like, does money buy happiness to someone that, you know, is like a multimillionaire, let's say, or was just born into a multimillion dollar family, whatever it may be. And they'll, they'll tell you no, but it can definitely like assure happiness. And then you talk to someone that, you know, has been living in poverty, like all their life, you know, just working three jobs around the clock and they'll probably tell you it does. And I think to some degree, uh, you know, money definitely does like open certain, certain doors that wouldn't otherwise be there. Um, Hold on, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> money definitely does open certain doors that, like, could allow you to, to become happy in a lot of ways, but there's, like, a certain benchmark. Like, the, there's a statistic. I think it's people that make over $150,000 don't feel any happier. Oh, um, yes. Beyond that I've heard point. That yeah. So, um. And also, kind of, I think. I guess, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's just all about perspective. Yeah. So. I remember talking to you a while ago about kind of money and the dynamics that I guess the role that money can have within like family relationships. So I don't know if there's like anything you want to add about that, but in family relationships. Yeah. Like how, um, like, I guess that money and happiness and like the balance with family dynamics, Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I guess people, I think a lot of people kind of overlook, um, like financial freedom, like, you know, sure. It might be fantastic to have, you know, Elon Musk's level of wealth where you can pretty much buy anything as much as you want it, whenever you want. Um, but I think, I think a lot of people dismiss the idea that really kind of also with that buys you a lot of other problems. Like mm-hmm. if you're an incredibly successful person and it's like, you know, broadcasted and you can just do a quick, Google search and it'll show your net worth or whatever it may be. Then, I mean, how do you like trust anyone really? Like, you know, like, I guess the only people you really can trust are people that have been there for you prior to you making your fortune. Yeah. But Hmm. it's like, it kind of buys you in a way uncertainty. You don't really know who to trust. You don't really know what people's like actual motives are. Mm And I think people definitely tend to overlook that and just say that, you know, having like a lot of money just, you know, completely uh, like kind of solves every problem. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't think it does. Yeah. So kind of shifting to like from family relationship to like friendships, um, mm-hmm. I guess two things, um, perspective within relationships and kind of like going back to that, like, importance of you know owning up to mistakes but um what was the question I was gonna ask you oh um so the importance of honesty whether it's like um with yourself like I guess the importance of honesty first with yourself and then comes with other people so I guess why is it important to be honest because some people think like it's okay if I like stretch the truth it's okay if I just like lie once why is it important to stay honest um, within any relationship, in your opinion? 
would say it kind of distorts the line between like reality and then whatever misconceptions you have in your head. You know, if you're lying, if you're lying to other people. I mean, a lot of the time it kind of comes down to you're lying to yourself first. And yeah. if you can't really be honest and yeah. truthful with yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can you, how can you be a truthful anyone else it's the same it's the same principles like you can't love yourself until or you can't love anyone until you love yourself yeah. it's like you know everything kind of starts at the core mm -hmm. of you know yourself and yeah. it kind of expands from there and the i think only it's like vice versa if you're not honest with other people then you're not being honest with yourself if you're not honest with yourself it's hard to be honest with other people you know yeah definitely but also kind of like thinking about that and I know something you said to me a while ago within like friendships um is asking yourself and Alyssa always talks about this too like asking yourself what do I provide to this person and what do they provide to me are they adding to my life or are they taking out of my life so how do you be mindful of the people that you surround yourself while also being mindful that everybody's human and like you said everybody's going to make mistakes well, I kind of have to be able to, uh, I guess, differentiate between people making mistakes because it was like a genuine, like, I guess, misunderstanding or problem yeah. or, or something or whatever it may be. Um, between um, it being, I guess, malicious. Mm -hmm. um, so let's, let's use this example. So um, in high school, a lot of like my, my close friend groups, I, I did kind of have trouble, you know, making friends in high school. Um, but you know, one friend group that's super easy to get into is, uh, I guess people that <laughs> for lack of a better, a better term, just like stoners. And even though I didn't really partake in any of that stuff, they were always very, you know, willing to, you know, just hang out. They didn't really care. And I think a lot of that, you know, of course had to do with the fact that they were high all the time, but um it kind of gets to a point where there's a level of acceptance mm -hmm. but then it can kind of be overshadowed by other things so it was nice to have have those friends in the moment but then i kind of started to realize they they kind of realized that their lives were weren't really going that great a lot of them are kind of you know doing doing like a lot of others like worse stuff now mm -hmm. and then you kind of realize like in a way, they, they've kind of given up. They almost want to drag you down with them. Mm, yeah. So you should kind of surround yourself with more people that want to, you know, lift you up along with them mm -hmm. as opposed to just, like, drag them down and yeah. be like, okay, I've made these mistakes. How can I, you know, have other people that can relate to me by, you know, mm -hmm. have, I guess, some lack of a better, like, ruining their lives as well. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it is, like, I don't know, it comes with, surrounding yourself with people who have goals and kind of like also the importance of having goals yourself and identifying mm -hmm. you know what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve and I know you asked me when you saw that I did that half marathon you were like so what's next like I guess how do you after you accomplish like after you check off one of those things that either it's on your bucket list or it's a goal of yours or a task that you've been meaning to do but it's completed how do you kind of continue to work from there if you're struggling to come up with new ways to better yourself better your environment better your surroundings i mean 
for like the, the running the marathon thing you know a lot of people will be like okay my goal is to run the marathon and then they run the marathon they train they run the marathon and then that, that's it they have no motivation to continue yeah. training yeah. so it kind of starts at like the objective so instead of saying okay my goal is to run the marathon it's my goal is to become a runner mm. so you know that's mm. always yeah. that's that's always going you and know it's not gonna, yeah mm-hmm. exactly um and then the other thing that I really like that you said in the last episode that we started recording was how relationships are an ecosystem. So how do you, I mean, like that's one perspective, but what are other um, perspectives that you can kind of like give to yourself that are like, what are things that you tell to yourself on a daily basis that gives you perspective, whether you're struggling in a relationship, struggling with life, school, whatever, academics, social stuff everyone's human there's normally like a good reason for people acting acting the way they are someone's like you know someone's just an an ass there's normally a good reason for that um and it's i don't really like to believe that there are like necessarily bad people people are just born just into this world just to you know wreak havoc on other people and of course, you know, you can't just always dismiss the fact like, oh, they had a bad upbringing or, you know, they got screwed over by this person in, in some way. You know, you have to definitely draw a line somewhere, but it's kind of important to have perspective and understand that yeah. people have gone through stuff that, uh, you know, you may be fortunate enough to never have even considered. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people are human. Yeah, no, that's a great perspective. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about high school a little bit more with kind of some of the things that you face that many people don't know about you um with (laughs) if you want to talk about it because um yeah I thought you know it's a really good reminder that when I look at you now like I would have never known that some of the things that you experienced in high school um you kind of like lived through so I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about that um so at the end of my sophomore year, I ended up having like this, these like weird symptoms. I went to one hospital and two hospitals and uh, like five hospitals and they couldn't really find the issue. And it turns out it ended up being like this life threatening condition that was like extraordinarily rare. Um, And, you know, it got resolved. And for a while I was kind of like, you know, it's so unknown. Like people don't really know about this condition or like, you know, anything about it for all i know could like, come back even worse um i became like a very self-destructive mindset for a while it's like you know it's like a real point and after a while i was like you know i can't really can't really like load and feel sorry for myself you know forever i kind of need to take the initiative i mean the only person that's gonna determine how my life goes is me i love that um, <laughs> yeah so it's kind of a shift in mindset yeah. Almost like learning from the mistakes I made from like a year following that, that yeah. I can't really do nothing. Mm-hmm. Can't really be be scared all the time. Yeah. And also remembering that there's always cycles of life. And I always like to compare it to kind of seasons that um, whether it's kind of like high school or college, like there will always be an end. And sometimes people look at the end as something negative and something sad, especially if it was a good experience. So like I think of 
um, basically any trip that I've been on where I'm really sad to leave, but there's always an end, just like there's cycles in life so that something new, something better can kind of start. So letting go of, I guess, that fear that you said of like not living through life kind of scared, um, I think is really important and taking that step back, um, getting a new perspective. And we talked a lot about like owning up to mistakes and stuff too, um, is really important. The last thing that I wanted to talk like in detail about with you is I guess the, so (laughs) I also wrote out a sleep schedule for my cousin. It wasn't just you. Um, but if you want to talk about, uh, your experience with how changing your sleep schedule and talk about how it was before we started, like you started working on a routine and stuff, um, how you felt before versus how you feel now. And I guess why you would encourage other people to prioritize yourself prior to it and prioritize sleep. Um, I mean, first and foremost, the one thing that determines, you know, is your longevity, how long you're going to be alive <laughs> above, you know, fitness, how you eat and all that is how much sleep you get. Um, you know, it's been like proven multiple times that people that don't get sleep, they don't get enough sleep are, you know, just going to die earlier. Um, so sleep is, you know, absolutely essential. It's the kind of, it just allows you to pretty much rebuild and heal. Yeah. And um, I think I kind of overlooked that for, for a long time. I had like a very inconsistent sleep schedule. I still do to some degree. But it's but, not as bad. Um, definitely not as bad. Definitely not bad, no. Um, but kind of like realize, you know, keep abusing your body. It's going to like come back to get you one day. Yeah. And and also has a direct correlation how your mental health is. You know, if your mm-hmm. body's unable to rebuild, then of course you're going to feel worse mentally. Yeah. Hmm. Um, also, I read a similar study with what you were saying with um, – sleep and like how long determining how kind of determines how long you live for I read something about how um stress and sleep kind of um the same thing so I think like I don't know I think everybody can agree that the less sleep you get the more stress you become and the more stress Mm -hmm. you become like apparently that takes some time off of your life so that's important too also think about um but yeah I think I don't know is there anything else you want to talk about with that whole like changing your sleep I I guess like going back to kind of like that mental health piece and oh also how I liked how you said a while ago that mental health and I think this is an important perspective to take on mental health since this is like what this whole podcast is about is how um, just reminding yourself that mental health is not tangible, even though like sometimes we want to make it tangible. It really is not. It's like not, you know, something that you can just check off of a to- to-do list. But how are ways that kind of you, I guess, what are ways that you remind yourself that it's going to fluctuate over time based on like environment, age, experience, um, people, you know, how do you kind of deal with those 
ups and downs because I know we all want to like just keep going up, 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 but like sometimes there will be downs. So how do you kind of deal with both the ups, the downs, the in-betweens and remember that mental health is not tangible and it's always going to fluctuate and flow? I mean, kind of more like a gradual scale. Like you're going to, you're, I mean, you're always slowly going up if you're, you know, doing the right things, thinking the right way, you know, looking into how you can grow. Um, but there's always going to be, you know, problems and uh, roadblocks even along the way. Mm-hmm. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's it's still like a pretty linear progression. Um, it's going to kind of go up for a while, then you know, spike down. But over time, it's still it's still going up. And you're going to look back, you know, maybe five, ten, however many years in the line and kind of see that you're a completely different person, even when it does tank and you, you know, even when your mental health does tank, you're able to kind of realize like, wow, I'm like, my mindset's completely different than what it was, you know, three years ago. Yeah. And some advice that um, I have kind of taken from somebody else that really helps too, because it's hard to kind of gauge where you once were to where you are now like that's something that we easily forget but a little advice on that to be able to look at I guess how far you've grown is kind of taking time like I I journal a lot so that's one way that I can Mm -hmm. look back at my growth um like some people it's like looking back at like old photos of them but for me it's like or just like photos from whether it's like high school college whatever um but yeah, I think that's a good way to kind of gauge that growth. You don't have to spend like hours just journaling about your day, just kind of write, I guess, the the stages of your mental health so you can kind of see how you've grown and I guess where else you have grown, which is kind of like answering that question of what's next after, you know, that big grace, that big achievement or accomplishment. So, yeah. Well, that was pretty much all my questions that I had for you. Is there anything else that you want to add? Oh, I always close with favorite quote. I forgot to tell you that, so I don't know if you have a favorite quote. <laughs> or a favorite, favorite saying, quote. something that's stuck with you that somebody told you. Um, I wrote... Uh, oh. Oh, go ahead. You go first, and then I'll tell you mine. Yeah, I think it's a Henry Ford quote. <laughs> uh, it's the... The man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both right. Wait, 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 say that again. The man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't are both right. Why Why are they both right? Well, it all comes from you're not going to be able to do anything unless you believe in yourself first. Oh, I think I got it. Okay, I like that. <laughs> you have to believe in yourself first before you can believe anybody else too. Um, okay, my quote that I have written down for today is um, give with a whole heart. And I think that all brings it back to that honesty that we were talking about at the beginning with ourselves, with others, um, the honesty that it takes and like vulnerability to kind of apologize, own up to those mistakes. Um but yeah, I don't know where I saw that, but maybe it's something that somebody told me, but I wrote it down. I was like, give with a whole heart. And that also reminds me when I went on my mission trip, there was this story that one of the people told us about how he found like, you've seen like heart shaped rocks before, right? 
So he found, he like, I don't know. I guess they're not very common to see in El Salvador or like, I don't know, but he found one that he thought was like absolutely like gorgeous. And then he was like playing around with it and it dropped and they were like a, at a beach and it dropped into the water and he spent like all the, the whole rest of the day looking for that heart shaped rock. And um, he kind of ref- like intertwined this Bible verse. I think it's like, all things um you have to do it with love and you have to do it with your heart or else they're kind of meaningless and he talked about how his attitude shifted from because he had been like volunteering in El Salvador for years and how at the Mm -hmm. beginning like it wasn't really meaningful to him like it I don't know it was not something he wasn't doing the work with like heart kind of relating it back to that like heart-shaped rock that um that's like something tangible, but doing things like with your heart are intangible, but the more effort that, and like shifting that attitude, shifting that perspective um, that you give yourself, I guess the, the better the work is, was basically his whole point. And he was kind of showing houses that they started building in like 2002 to like 2020 and how much like, um, I guess, better the houses were like they were bigger more efficient um and things like that and I thought that was interesting but yeah (laughs) kind of a long confusing story because it was a very long time ago but yeah I like to think about that so that is it for today thank you so much for listening thank you James for coming on to this episode I had so much fun I'm so glad that we finally were able to do this because I love your advice and your perspective on things we will have to do a part two sometime. Absolutely. But anyways, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Bye.